Welcome back. Welcome to our show. The Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O. And Brian Nixon. Dex, Steve-O, great to be with you guys this Thursday morning during spring break. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. I don't know how many kids are actually up listening to the program, but you know, you have your faithful listeners, the adults who go in, but kids aren't driving, you know, to the schools this week. To the schools. To the schools, you know. Because there's more than one. That's true, that's true. And and it's made traffic very nice. You could get here with no backup whatsoever. This is true. Spring break should be a year-round occurrence. Yes, yes. Yes, Brian. Be nice. Yeah. It'd be very nice. Well, what, uh, what, what do we got going on the program? Well, guys, you know, there's a lot of things that happened on this day, but I'm going to start off with something that kind of has a moral to it. And that is on this day, March 14th, in 1590, the Battle of Ivy took place. Ooh. And for most oh. people, they go, what's the Battle of Ivy? Well, let me tell you, the Battle of Ivy was a series of battles in France called the Wars of Religion. Mm. And essentially, they were several battles that happened between the Protestants and the Catholics. And during the Battle of Ivy, which happened on March 14th, 1590, Henry IV sided with the Protestants. He said he was a Protestant, and he got the English folks behind him because England was, at by this time, fairly Protestant. And he says, hey... Let's go partner together and take over France. Ooh. And so the Protestants in England said, sure, let's do this. But there were some problems with Henry IV. And what they, he did is he, he got England on, on board okay. and he overtook France. And he became the, the king of France, King Henry IV. Yeah. But right after, right after he won probably of several months up to a year, he converted to Roman Catholicism. So he was just using the Protestants for his end games. He got their vote, so to say. He got their their, um, love, and then he used it for his own personal um, pleasure, if you will. And I think the moral of the story is, folks... We need to always judge leaders, be it religious leaders or uh, political leaders or leaders in general, by their fruit. No, I think we. Uh, the moral of the story is don't trust anybody. No, yeah. judge them by their hair. Yeah. That's the way I do it. Yeah, oh. right. There you go. What if you don't have hair? Exactly. Th- th- that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> now, the moral is judge because Jesus himself said, by you the will content know. of their character. No, nope. Jesus that said, you "You'll know said. them by their fruit." That's exactly right. Yeah. So, so you know, you you've heard this saying: talk is cheap. People could get up whatever they wherever they want and say what they want. Yeah. But watch their actions. Watch what they do. And Jesus, of course, in Matthew seven sixteen, is referring to false prophets, religious leaders. But I think the principle translates to any group of leaders. Watch yeah. what they do. Yeah. Not just what they say. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So. King Henry IV, on this day, Battle of Ivy, he takes over France. Hmm. On this day in 1644, England grants a patent for Rhode Island, which back in those days was called Providence. Okay. But, but you know, so Rhode Island basically was starting to be populated by a bunch of English people. 
to the consternation of our native brethren who were saying, hey, this is our land. But that's another conversation. On this day in 1794, Eli Whitney patents the what? Um, Eli Whitney. Come on, guys. Patents the what? Eli Whitney. Eli, There's songs uh, about it. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Houston. The, the Houston, Houston of... Uh, uh, discovered this, the city of Houston. Uh, yep. Eli named, Whitney was... And, uh, and he named his daughter Whitney after his last name. Uh, no. no. Eli and Whitney. the city he discovered. Ladies and gentlemen, and thus, he patented was born. the cotton the gin. gin. Yes. The cotton gin. What? Yeah. Cotton he, gin? The cotton gin. Mm. He made cotton picking easier. Oh, to the consternation of the many <laughs> slaves that were around, Gosh. so so it's one of those uh, those good and bad things. Okay, okay. Here's another interesting one that, <laughs> that that comes up for an interesting conversation. On this day, guys, in 1821, Ellen White receives her quote unquote vision in Ohio, and her and her husband start the Seventh Day Adventist. Yep. Okay. So here's my question to you guys. Yeah. You, you know, what do you do when people come up to you and say, you know, I have a word from the Lord or I had this vision and the, I... the Lord's telling me to do this? What do you look for to determine if what they're saying is true? I just automatically think they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's Steve. Steve. That's good. Well, the correct answer is you see if it lines up with scripture because that's God right. will never, um, you know, discount himself by saying, hey, I heard a word from the Lord, and I'm supposed to leave my family and go uh, start a church on this other continent. But in order to do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divorce my family and just leave my kids here with my now ex-wife. Yeah, God told me to. Right. So that doesn't line up with Scripture. So he'll Right never, answer. He'll never contradict himself. Exactly. So. I remember back in the day, before my life was completely de- destroyed, um, <laughs> Uh, I used to have just a great life. Yeah. Nothing bad ever happened to me, but I always looked like my life was being destroyed. It's just my look that I have. And so people would come up to me all the time and go, I got a word from the Lord. Are you okay, brother? And I would look at him and go, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's perfect. And then I started really looking at people like, you're crazy because yeah. just the way that I look, you're going to yeah. come up to me and say, you got a word from the Lord. I don't know. Right. Man. You uh, know, here's the thing here. There's a lot of well-meaning Christians and there's a lot of people who think they're hearing from the Lord, mm-hmm. but really what they're doing is, is, is exactly what you're saying. They're reading into a situation. So they want to impose something upon you. And you usually, you know, when you were younger, you got this you know, for dating, as crazy as it sounds, hey, the Lord told me that we're supposed to be together. Oh and and, and I've, I've heard people yeah. say that, and and I, I've oh, counseled dude. girls that said, hey, this guy said the Lord said that what? we're supposed to be together. Don't get and then, started and then I said this, in the church. I said this, what is the Lord telling you? <sighs> well, no. Then I said, listen to what you think the Lord is telling you. Yeah. Don't yeah. listen to this guy. Why did I never use that line? Right. <laughs> The, the, here's the crazy thing. So, you know, oh Ellen gosh. White receives her vision. She starts the Seventh-day Adventist with her her husband. Now, I'm not here to, to douse uh, a bunch of criticism on the Seventh-day Adventist. But, you know, they went back to the law, particularly the, the, the Old Testament law of, of dietary restrictions. Mm. And you would have to say, well, that is not the New Testament teaching. So... You would have to stop and pause. Well, if that's not what the New Testament teaches concerning the the dietary laws, then Ellen White must have received 
you know, or, or saw a vision that, you know, was just of her own making yeah. and she interpreted it as such. So Steve-O is spot on, folks. When someone comes up to you and says they have a word for the Lord or, or from the Lord or I saw this vision and thus, always, always check it with scripture. And then, yeah. and then go to other people and go, hey, this person said this, what are you saying? And then most importantly, you pray about it yourself and go, no, the Lord's not showing me that. Yeah. Just because someone says, thus saith the Lord, doesn't mean it's from the Lord. Yeah, good call. So on that day, 1821, Ellen White. But on this day in 1889, guys, Ferdinand von Zeppelin patents his navigable balloon, which we call what? The hot air balloon. No. <laughs> Oh, Le von the Zeppelin. Balloon. The, the, no, dude, the, von Zeppelin. The uh, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin uh, Clearly, no. no, no. Yes, the oh. the blimp. The blimps. Yes, the we blimp. We call them blimps today, but back in the day, Ferdinand von Zeppelin called them navigable balloons. Navigable. Yep, he patents this. So, and then of course, a few years later, after that, Led Zeppelin forms and. They just sing about balloons. Oh, that's cool, right? Yeah, you didn't know that. Did you feel the balloon right there. Okay, <laughs> on this day in 1937, folks, Pope Pius XI publishes an anti Nazi encyclical. Okay. Good for him. You know, <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Because, you know, a lot of, you know, the Roman Catholic Church got a lot of criticism during the Nazi regime of not speaking out right. as much against Nazism. Against genocide. <laughs> but the reality is there were many, many Roman Catholic individuals who were speaking out against Nazism, including oh, yeah. Pope Pius XI. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And another guy who spoke out, who was a very strong Roman Catholic, his name was Dietrich von Hildebrand. Ooh. And he also spoke out against Nazism. So so kudos to Pope Pius XI and Dietrich von Hildebrand. Nice. Yep. All right. A little more closer to our century, or it is kind of in our century. No, it was last century. Jack Ruby was sentenced for the murder of Lee Ooh. Harvey Oswald on this day, 1964. Dude. You guys were there. Not not there when he was shot. <laughs> right. No. But, right. you no, know, the last year, you were you you toured the place. We did. We went uh, last June when we were down there for Harvest America. And I, I'll tell you what, that's one of the things that I've always been fascinated by because growing You're into up- conspiracy the, theories. I, well, I'm not. I'm actually sure, really Steve, not. Mm. I'm really not. You're talking to the wrong dude. Brodus, our friend Joey Belleville, Brodus, is deeply into them. Mm. And uh, Teo was deeply into them. Um, and so we went, we checked it out, and it was like- We both uh, disagreed on on the whole shooting, where he got shot, all that kind of stuff. Dex, yeah. you kind of, you, you fell on the side that he shot himself, no. like, so quick, no one knew? No, uh, time travel is where I uh, stayed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says time travel. Um, I say that that Oswald must have been, gosh, he must have been an incredible shot, because- Well, he was, he was a marksman. I mean- yeah, <laughs> and yep. that shot is not impossible. I grew up shooting guns. That's not an impossible shot. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, what? he was a marksman, and and he did you know train in the military for yeah. things of that nature. I I don't know. I mean, what seems weird to me is that Jack Ruby, on the heels of it, could sneak in. Yep. And kill Lee Harvey Oswald. Exactly. Because what that tells me is that that whole situation was mouth. more of a cover up yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. 
So time travel. I go back to time travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it still is one of those fascinating moments in yeah. history. It is. That's, yeah. that, that's something that, we all want to know, but we'll, we'll never have an answer. You, we may never have an answer because Lee Harvey Oswald, well, is dead. And yeah. it was on this day that Jack Ruby was sentenced for the murder of Lee Harvey Oswald. Gosh. Guys, on this day in 1990, Mikhail Gorbachev becomes the president of the Soviet Union. Mm. Wow. And you know what happened there. He helped bring that wall down. He We're did. trying to build a wall. He's helping bring one he down. Br- he brought one down. Him and the Hoff. That's him right. And his, him and his dear friend, Ronnie. Yep. Okay. Reagan. On this day, Scott Kelly. Remember, he was the astronaut. And we mentioned this, I think it was two shows ago. But on this day in 2018, mm-hmm. the scientist discovered that he was no longer identical to his twin brother. Because, remember, he spent a year in space? Yeah, yeah. 7% of his genes were altered. Wow. By being in space. Uh 7%. I know. He was no longer identical. Is that why that guy uh, in the Umbrella uh, Umbrella Academy? No. I thought that's maybe why. You have to get that far. You haven't gotten that far. Yeah. Trust me, finish it! Okay, I'm on episode eight. Oh, Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh. Did I miss it? Did Wait, they already yeah, talk about they it? Oh did. man, I must have missed How did you it. Miss yeah, you, it? I must have fell asleep or something. You clearly <laughs> did. It was what? like the fifth or sixth episode. Seriously? And, and yeah. when we go to our break here, oh. Dex is going to sleep because that's what Dex does. <laughs> Dex falls he asleep. Needs to sleep. He needs to sleep. So after the break, we'll come back to birthdays. There's yeah. some good ones, guys. Good Brian birthdays. Nixon, three degrees, live from the Dream Style Remodeling Star D8 Studios. Hang out with us. The morning invasion with Dex and Steve. I've got to say, I'm I'm very impressed. I appreciate that. <laughs> Good morning, three degrees with Brian Nixon, live from the Dream Style Remodeling Star. Good studios. morning, guys. Good morning. Even though transmitters down, yeah, and a lot of people in town can't listen. The digital listeners, yeah. thank you for tuning in. That's right. Yeah, YouTube <laughs> on the app, everywhere else. Yep, Facebook. It, yeah. A lot of nope, stations no are out. Oh, in, that's right. In, uh, Facebook is out too. In the city, actually. Yeah, so. a lot of transmitters. Um, I know. I noticed that yesterday. I went to four, yeah. four stations yesterday that I have dialed in. You know, that kind yeah. of been your favorites. Four of them were out, including here. Well, the ironical part of that is um, the tower that we have is on the crest at the top of right. the Sandia Mountains, which is the best spot to be in the city for radio because it transmits to the largest areas. Right. right? Um, but when there's inclement weather like the wind yesterday, it knocked out a bunch of PM power poles. And so a lot of the bigger stations like 94 Rock right. and uh, 923 KRST, yep. there's a lot of stations that are actually out right That's now. That's exactly right. So, Steve O, yeah. I, I witnessed it firsthand when I was going mm. through the dial. And you were trying to listen to that country music. No, I was going to the rock station. That's right. Everybody. You just said, and, uh, and they were out. And I kept going, what's going on? So I. Put two to two together, and I said, there must be some power outage somewhere. And lo and behold. Mm. But guys, on this day, March 14th, 1638, our friend George Philip Telemann was born. Dude. Oh, George Philip Telemann. Of course, we know he invented Univision (laughs) and Telemundo. The first Spanish soap operas were because of his brilliant mind. No. No, star key. Nah. No, I think right. That's no, what it, no, 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 no. George okay. Philip Telemann cool. was a German composer. Ah, yes, I'm so yes. Close. Yeah. Oh, listen to that. I lo- don't you guys love classical music? I love it. It's my favorite music. Favorite music. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> 
See, I like this kind of like when I watch a good action movie and you there's want- a there's a like a fight scene. I like when they play music like this and there's like bullets flying everywhere and, and people are crushing and like. <laughs> I love that. I just like this music without the violence, and uh, oh. and just I listen to it. Okay, I listen to this. Okay, guys, you, this Dex. one's cool. This one's cool. In 1879, on this day, March 14th, our friend Albert Einstein was born. Oh, mm. wow! So, you know, instead of doing poetry reading or something, Stevo is oh. going to read quotes. From oh. Albert Einstein. And these oh, easy. and let me say this. These Albert Einstein quotes are just really good. Because not so only good. was he a great scientist, he was a great thinker, and he was a great social commentator yeah. as well. So Steve O, they start on the front and they go to the back. So give us some of these. Albert quotes. Einstein, here we go. His quotes. Uh, two things are infinite. The universe and human stupidity. <laughs> I'm not sure about the universe. <laughs> that is, he has a weird voice. Yeah? yeah. He was he was German. What if that's the way he talked, though? It was like, that's why nobody like, took him seriously. Like Kermit the Frog? Like, like, like the Martian like on he, uh, Bugs Bunny? If he talked Bunny? like Kermit the Frog or Martian on Bugs Bunny? Yeah, that would be kind of Mar- odd. The Martian? What was that guy's name? That's why nobody took him seriously yeah. as yeah. a scientist. Uh, um, there are only two ways. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> No, that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I've always wondered, like, never mind, that's going to get a little too... <laughs> there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's good. He chose the first. <laughs> <laughs> He's German, Yeah. I am enough of an artist to draw freely upon my imagination. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Hey, that was pretty good German. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian, thanks to his uh, his IQ of 160, Yeah. Felicity Huffman didn't have to bribe anyone to get him into college. No. <laughs> 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 oh. That's actually what I wanted to talk about, the latter half. Oh, good. It, we'll it, get there. We, we're going to get there. Okay, more from the Alberts. <laughs> Albert Einstein. If you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself, yeah? Yeah, so true. That's these actually are, really oh, good. Dude, I'm telling you, if these you are great. If you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself. These mm-hmm. are good quotes. Yeah, think about trying to explain it to Brody. That's yeah. six. Right, Brody exactly. Parker. What? Yep. Okay, next. If you want your children to be intelligent, read them fairy tales. If you want them to be more intelligent, read them more fairy tales. <laughs> okay. That's real. That's a yep, real quote. That's true. Yep. Again, he, he, he was into the imagination, into yeah, the arts. Exactly. He really was. Logic will get you from A to Z. Imagination will get you everywhere. Imagination will get you everywhere. Thank you, Albert. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. That's good. Yeah, it's exactly. It is good. I'm telling you, not only was he a brilliant scientist, he was a great observer of human life. Yeah. 
Science without religion is lame. <laughs> it's true. It's, yeah. That's a true quote. <laughs> religion without science is blind. Ooh. Mm. Very good. Can't have one without the other. That's exactly right. God created both, didn't yeah. he? Try not to become man of success. Raza, become man of value. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> I, it is good. You I know, hope, I so many Albert people. Like so so many yeah, people like. try to become successful with money and popularity. And Albert Einstein says that's nothing. Become yeah. someone who's valuable. That yeah. that that does something for society. Yeah. There's more. Oh, there is. Yeah. There's one, at least a couple more. So you took down the music. I like, did. Like, I, I thought we were over. moving on. I'm sorry. No, no. Steve-O's not done. Yeah. Our sound went out in YouTube. Get back to... Which oh. is like the only way people are listening to it. So <laughs> it's kind of important. Yeah. I don't know what happened. You'll have to disconnect and reconnect. Yeah? And is better? Check one, two. Yeah. Check one, two. You never fail. Until you stop trying. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's good. The measure of intelligence is the ability to change. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Very good. It's good. Very good. It's good. Anyone who has never made mistake has never tried anything new. Ooh, so true. Mistakes mistakes are good. Come on, Albert Einstein. I think my favorite is the if you can't explain it to a 6-year-old you don't understand. Isn't it that great? Yeah. So so happy birthday Albert Einstein. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't one of his uh, famous quotes um the hardest thing to understand is the income tax? I don't know if that was a real quote of his. <laughs> oh. My but favorite quote of his was when he looked at the police officer at the substation and said, I'll be back. Okay. Yeah, oh. that was, yeah, that was that a good was quote. That was my favorite. And then he drove a car through the window. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. You guys live too much in movies, but that's good. <laughs> March 14th, 1879, Albert Einstein. In yeah. 1933, Michael Caine, the actor, born. Happy birthday, oh, Michael Caine. How, how can we get a Michael Caine quotes? Well, give us one. Why do we fall? Huh? <laughs> oh, oh very that's good. That's like the best quote. Very all of good. Movies. What, what? What's your favorite Michael Caine movie? Um. Well, okay. Stevie, you're the movie guy. Now, Michael Caine movies, because I was I was quoting from Batman Begins, and that why do we fall? So we can pick ourselves so, back so, up. Yeah, so we can get back up, right? Um. But the probably dirty rotten scoundrels. Let's be real. Okay. Him and Steve Martin. All right. Anyone? I, I agree. He's great. He was good in that. He's brilliant in all he does. I love Michael Yeah, Michael Caine. Caine's a great actor. Okay, yeah. guys, this is a big one because he's worked with so many people. Mm-hmm. He's done so much musically speaking that, you know, we've got to really just do a shout out for Quincy Jones, who was born on this day in 1933. Okay. Unbelievable how many artists he has worked with, including his own music that he did in the early day. He was a jazz cat. Why this is the great Ray Charles? So, so, Ste- uh, uh, Stevo and Dex, yeah. I gave you guys a list of different artists, and this is just a partial list of artists he's either produced or worked with or wrote for. Listen to this. Ready? Quincy Jones has worked with Count Basie, Louis Armstrong, Tony Bennett, Brothers Johnson. They were a disco group. Ray Charles, Sammy Davis Jr., Ella Fitzgerald, Dizzy Gillespie. 
Lena Horne, Michael Jackson, of course, his greatest albums, Thriller, Bad, etc. He worked with Little Richard, Peggy Lee, Billy Preston, Chaka Khan, Frank Sinatra, Donna Summer, Sarah Vaughn, Dinah Washington, Amy Winehouse, and more. You know, and you didn't even mention the one for me that's, that's, that's probably one of the biggest for our culture anyways. Yes. Did you know that in West Philadelphia, born and raised, on the playground is where Will, he spent most of his days. And when he was a failing hip-hop artist... Will Smith? Will Smith. Did he really work with Will Smith? Listen to me. Okay, I'm listening. Will Smith was kind of getting his feet wet with this whole hip-hop artist thing. And at the time, he, was, he wasn't... The most famous dude on the planet. No. He was just getting going. And he was at this party, and Quincy Jones came up to him and said, I'm doing this television series. And I think you would be perfect for the role of this person. And he pitches him this role for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, man. And Will Smith is like, well, that sounds amazing. And Quincy's like, cool. Come with me. On the spot, he's in this room with no like all kidding. these executives, and it's like, act. <laughs> and he'd never acted before, and he'd never done anything like, and, he, and he's going, what? And he, on the spot, had to do all these things, and he just knew that he didn't get it. And of course, that changed Will Smith's life forever. Right. And it was because Quincy Jones at this party was like, nah, man, you're, you're the guy for this role. Come with me. And he introduced him to everybody. And it's a really cool story. Will Smith actually tells the whole story on his YouTube channel. No kidding. Um, but it was because, that of, is cool. it's because I have, of Quincy Jones. Here, here's a couple things I didn't know. I didn't know his connection to Will Smith, which is cool. But I didn't know that Quincy Jones was also helping produce TV shows at this time. Quincy Jones is a legend. For, for people who don't know, I mean, I know he's older now, probably, what, 80? But... He worked with so many amazing musical artists. Now we know also TV people. Yeah. Unbelievable. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Wow. 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 That wasn't even me, guys. That was the YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So happy birthday, Quincy Jones, born yeah. on this day, 1933. We okay? can see Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, now we're, we're moving up a little bit. Mm. Born on this day, the March Jeffersons. 14th in 1988, Steph Curry was born. Oh, no wow. kidding. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Now, Ten years are, younger than are, you guys, <laughs> are you guys Steph Curry fans? I saw my no, first... No, because he's way too cool. I though. saw my first uh, ever NBA game this year, just a couple months ago for Christie's birthday. And, and, and it was Steph? It was, it was Steph. It Did was they Golden win? State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I didn't get his, his majesty <laughs> until I saw him live. Yeah. And Chrissy, because she played... She played basketball right. all the way up through high school. She was going to go play college ball and then decided she wanted to be an artist instead. <laughs> and so, but I'm very grateful for that because she chose marrying a dude because she didn't play college ball. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, Steve-O. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, uh, she, wow. of course, is way more invested in it. And so right. she was talking about plays and breaking down everything. And so afterwards, like... Coach Mike Brown, she's just like nerding out on all this stuff. But it was incredible to see. They played the Clippers, and the Clippers right. are, you know. And every time Steph went out, it was like they they would kind of start 
eating away at the score and <clears throat> kind of get back into it. And then they'd bring Steph back in and then Golden He'd, State's up by 30 yeah, again. You right. know what I mean? It was just like, and it was flawless. Yeah. It was flawless. He's got to be the best shooter oh, in NBA history of yeah. all time. Yeah, I, I mean, the best, the best shooter. I agree with that. Now. I don't know if stats are going to support because he's t- it w- probably taking it more will, shots. I think it will at some point. Because he's just, I mean, it's anyone who just comes watch. like, from the half court and just start sinking him. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing. And yeah. not only that, he's a strong believer and yeah, he he's a good role model. So yep. kudos to you, Steph Curry. Happy birthday. How old? He's 19, born in 1988. So he would be uh, two, 31. Uh, 31, yep. Wow. So on this day in 1997, guys, another athlete, Simone Biles. Was born. Do you know who Simone Biles is? The Olympian. Tennis player. That's right. Oh. She won a gazillion Olympic gold medals <laughs> yeah, for gymnastics. Is, dude, she. It's still the record. It's still the record for the most medals ever by but, uh, Simone Biles. But guys, listen Good to this. Gazillion. Listen to this. <laughs> Let me just say this again. She was born in 1997. Oh God. Gosh. I mean, does that make you feel old? Yeah. And she's already won a gazillion <laughs> yeah. gold medals. It's like, what year were you born? Oh, I was born in 1997. You're like, what? Yeah. I graduated in 98. Yeah, it's I, I graduated a lot before that. So, <laughs> so the the point is, right? no, before that. Oh, so the point geez. is that Jeepers, You're she just old. sounds so oh, young. Yeah. Simone Biles. I already felt that way when Kobe was playing in the NBA. Because yeah. We I have seen Kobe age, play and basketball. I was like, man. Arguably one of the greatest of all yeah, time. Yeah, Co- I did see Kobe play basketball, and that was fun. Gosh. So, you know, those are some birthdays. And then after the break, guys, we've got to go to the deaths. And there, there's oh. a few that we do have to talk about. Beautiful. All right. All right. Chime in. YouTube Live at Star 88 FM. We'll be right back. Brian Nixon, 3 Degrees. Hang on. The Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O. And Brian Nixon, three degrees. Three on degrees. Your radio. Well, fellas, we've covered the events, we've covered the birthdays, but like normal, people die in history as well. So well, we've got we've got to cover so. some we've got to cover some passings. Some are interesting, but on this day in 1298, John Olivy, he was a controversial Franciscan monk, mm-hmm. and um, he was so controversial that after he died, they destroyed his tomb. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the, wow. and, and why he was controversial is because he leaned towards science. He was saying, you know, guys, we need to pay more attention to science. And and granted, he also had some interesting views, theological views, but he was so controversial that they went and tore up his grave. That's, is that crazy? Yeah. By other Franciscans. It's not like, you know... It's Pacifists. Not, they're yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, it's not like they were, you know, other Franciscans That's came hilarious. in and just tore up his grave. Jeez. Terrible. On this day in 1883, Karl Marx died. Okay. The German philosopher that is attributed to starting what? Uh, uh, the Groucho Marx film series. <laughs> no, <laughs> communism. Oh! Communism. So close. So Karl Marx born. On this day, 1932, George Eastman was or died. Do you know who George Eastman is? Founder uh, of Kodak, Kodak cameras. cameras. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember your first camera you got? Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh, yes. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Kodak camera. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. No, I actually had one of those. Uh, my grandpa Toth and grandma Toth gave it to me. It was one of those. You flipped it up, and you would take a picture like this, and you could look down. Oh, wow. It. What were those called? Whoa. Dude, yeah. those are the, you, old. old school. But I remember I was nine years old, and I got it for my birthday. Do you still have it? Uh, yeah, it's at my parents' house. But um, oh, I awesome. uh, took it to SeaWorld, and at nine years old, carrying that thing around right. at SeaWorld was... 
Ugh, I hated carrying that thing around. But I had now, a Polaroid camera. I did too. Yeah, that was my first camera, yeah. a one-shoot Polaroid. Yep. And it's it's so weird, you know, kids that are listening right now. Back in the day, <laughs> yeah. um, you didn't get the instant gratification of getting to see your photo. Nope, you had right. to actually wait. So yep. you didn't even know if your photo turned but out. But wait. No, Steve and I had oh, Polaroids. Yeah. Had Polaroids. We had the yeah, instant true. gratification. We kind of, of, yeah, yeah. So I never well, had that. You think about this, the Polaroids were kind of like your first iPhones. Yeah. You had the instant yeah, gratification right. of seeing the well, photo. Well, okay, instant. 30, 30 second wait, gratification. And then if you're like sibling or somebody started shaking it, you're like, no! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or finger smudge, I want to see it. I and you're still, like, oh. to this day, attribute my Polaroid camera for my respect of Andy Warhol, because Andy Warhol was kind of, you know, one of their early spokespersons. Oh. Yeah. Andy Warhol went around and took pictures, and I thought, man, I'm going to be like Andy, and I'm going to start taking Polaroid pictures. And so Andy Warhol and Polaroid cameras, they kind of go together. I kind of want to get one, because they yeah. have the, the new kind of digital right. Polaroid ones. That, right. You know, that's kind of fun to do. Here's again. the thing. Some of the old school Polaroid cameras are expensive, and their yeah. film is very expensive, very. like $100 a roll. Oh, and yeah, that's for gosh. 10 pictures. Yep. So so that's $10 a, a picture. So you better take a good picture. Yeah, you better. <laughs> so George Eastman, born on this day, I mean, died on this day, 1932. Susan Hayward, the actress, died on this day in 1975. Do, oh. do you guys know any of her movies? Uh, Susan Hayward. King Kong? Um, close. Ben-Hur. Um, no, close. David and Bathsheba with Gregory Peck. Uh, she played Bathsheba. And then she also did The Snows of Kilimanjaro, which oh. was an Ernest Hemingway short story that she made. they made into her. She was kind of like a, you know, a, a bombshell actress. She died, sadly, fairly young in her 50s of, of brain cancer. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And then finally, last one for the day. Uh, and it's interesting. On this day, of course, Albert Einstein was born. So a famous scientist came into the world on this day in 1879, and one left on this day. On this day in 2008, 18, just last year, Stephen Hawking died. Oh. Hmm. The famous scientist died on this day in 2018. So that is wraps up our historical well, events. I don't know if you know this, Brian, but we uh, actually got a sponsor for uh, Three Degrees. Uh, was it Albert Einstein? No, no. We actually, somebody paid for a new sponsorship for your uh, our program. That's not true. It's being brought to you by Easy Degrees. The high school <laughs> reunion is coming up. Are you ready to impress? Yo, I like got a degree from Harvard and Yaley. Yale. Both? <laughs> wow. That's really impressive. Uh -huh. Considering you were voted most likely to mistake sidewalk chalk for candy. Yeah, I know. But my mom and dad like made some bribes. Really sweet. Go Ivy Leagues, <laughs> right? Right. I miss having a locker. SAT scores and academic requirements are irrelevant. We're the Huffman Laughlin Group. We oh. gather special <laughs> financing, talk to the right people, oh. and make deals. Contact us now and get your kid into the school of your choice. Oh. It's easy. We're Huffman Laughlin, where different rules apply, so you don't have to apply. I went oh. to Harvard. Hey, why does my drink come with cheese? <laughs> it's a napkin. My bad. Oh. You know, that is hilarious, but the situation deck, Steve-O, as you know, is not hilarious. Yeah. It true. just, you know, the whole college entrance scam, getting these rich kids into college is a, it, it not only is a catastrophe for, yeah. for education, but it just shows you the class divide in today's world is not so much over race, though there's some of that. Really, the class divide today 
is over the rich and poor. Yeah. And you know what's sad is so many in the rich community, not not everyone. Obviously, there are some very very hardworking people who earn their money, but they're entitled, mm-hmm. and a lot of the kids are entitled. And this is a classic example of that. A rich family, and one family paid $1.5 million. Jeez, that's crazy. To get their kid into a school that their kid didn't deserve to get into. And now just right. one kid? One kid. Oh my gosh. So, so this guy, Singer, from Newport Beach, California, put up this Ponzi scheme. And, they, and people are going, oh my goodness, once they realize how extensive this Ponzi scheme is, people are flabbergasted. So it's not just like this family would pay him $1.5 million and then he would sweet talk a coach. He did do that. But he also had his own polling, I mean, his own test stations. So he would send kids to these and then someone would change the answers on the test. He had another scheme where kids that didn't even look like him, but he would set up fake ID and this other kid would come in and take the test for these kids and he got him into all these prestigious places. It's it's it really is sad. Yeah. And you know, Heidi walked in um, during the break, and and she brought up this whole you know college thing. She goes, you know, it's terrible because so many kids get so stressed out and work so hard right. to get into you know any college, and then you have these rich people just throwing down a lot of cash. Yeah. It's unethical, well, it's immoral, and it's wrong, And of it's course. also, uh, it's it's sad for the kids of these you oh, know, yeah. rich parents because it's yeah. not their fault either. Well, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? It's Here, not their fault. They- here's funny. I watched, uh, I think it was ABC News, but they showed that one of these actresses' daughter is a YouTube star. Yeah, yeah. And they showed her uh, talking before she got into school of yeah. how much she hates college and yeah. college is just a waste of time. And then, of course, got into USC. Now we right. know illegally and through her parents cheating and then you know she's in college and and i do feel bad for her because it's like your parents may be going to prison for one yeah you are stuck in the school that you don't deserve and your whole life just is unraveling do you think they'll make an example out of uh lori laughlin because well, a million her and her husband got out on bo- a million dollar bond yeah it's crazy I, I, here here's what the the lawyer from abc news said he said they're probably not going to go after the kids but he said, rest assured, whoever is appointed this as judge is going to make an example yeah. out oh, of not gosh. only Singer himself, but probably the highest profile oh. people. So they'll come after the actors and actresses mm-hmm. and the, the, the really wealthy people who thought they could just throw their money yeah. around and get stuff. Well, and USC has already issued a statement as well. So the daughter is in danger of expulsion at this point. Really? Both, both of them, absolutely. They said, we're conducting a case-by-case review for current students and graduates wow. that may be connected to the scheme alleged by the government well yeah we will make informed appropriate decisions once those reviews have been completed some of these individuals uh may have been minors at the time of their application process um dude don't you think they should be kicked out well here here's the thing if 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 the kid knew about it maybe but if the kid didn't know about it then i mean excuse me if the kid yeah hold on let me let me rephrase this if the kid didn't know about it I think USC is doing the right thing. We need to look at their track record. We we need to make sure they haven't continued to cheat. But if they if the kid was completely in compliance and knew about this and went along with it, unquestionably they should yeah. be dismissed. Yeah, I'm with mm-hmm. you.
Yeah, call. because if the kid didn't know about it yeah. and this was a parent just playing games and then saying, right. oh, look, sweetheart, you made it into USC. You did great on, right. on your... And you thought you were going to fail. Well, these poor kids are thinking that they're probably so smart because yeah. they're getting back A's I, and B's on the I didn't know I like, was oh a genius. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not. <laughs> and, and, and so it's just sad. So I would say that if a kid didn't know about it, the school needs to look at their test and make sure there wasn't continual cheating and they truly just picked it up. Because some kids, when they get to college, they pick it up. They go, okay, I played around enough in high school. I'm going to yeah. really take this seriously. Other kids who were compliant and they knew exactly what was going on, they should be dismissed. How embarrassing for the kid, though. Oh, you how know? embarrassing. I mean, especially, you know, if you go and, go into college, you, you get bullied yeah. there just as much as you do in high school. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad and, for it. And you feel bad for the family. Because here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, school, and, and, and hear me out. I'm an advocate for going to college. Yes, My right. kids are both in graduate school right now. And How I, much did that cost you to bribe them? Into oh, that? a lot I'm of just money. No, no, Your kids are brilliant. They are. So, they both yeah. got full-ride scholarships full rides, yeah. through, their, through, their, through their, their graduate work. But here's the thing, that as much as I love college, guys, it's not worth it. To if your kid is not into college yeah. and this is not their thing, right? Don't base their whole life on if they get into some elite school. Mm -hmm. Base your life on the content of their character, yeah. who they are as a human being. Value them as what they are good at, because not everyone is cut out for college. And and is good and again as much as I press and promote college, some people that may not be their gig. Yeah, and. What is more important is the content of their character and who they are. And just think of what is being taught to these kids. I know. You know, it doesn't matter who you are because we're going to cheat so you could just have a degree from this elite college. It is shameful across the board. Dude, this cheating scandal, $25 million worth of bribes. No. Jeez. 25, 25 million. million. So, uh, yeah. So, it's a this cheating scandal, $25 million to different universities. But uh, USC has said in the current admission cycle, those who are connected to the scheme alleged by the government will be denied admission to USC. So they're they're the first school to come out and say, "Listen, yeah, if this if this holds true, like yeah. you're out, you're out." And not only that, Steve, college professors have been kicked out. College yeah. coaches yeah. have been um, fired. Well, it's it, it's far reaching. And this daughter, the one you mentioned, that doesn't even care about school, she's 19 years old. She's got 1.3 million followers on YouTube. She didn't even need school, right? She's she, she's already lost so many sponsorships. She did work with uh, HP. They've scrubbed her from the website. She's done work with Amazon, Dolce Gabbana, Marc Jacobs Beauty, Sephora, all these other brands, and they've already started pulling back. So yeah. it's unfortunate for, for her career too. And I say unfortunate because she is this, you know, 19 year old quote unquote entitled rich kid. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's, and, and again, it's sad to see it, that her parent, what her parents did is going to probably ruin her for some time. And, and please listen to us clearly on this program. We're not saying because you're rich, you're, you're automatically entitled. No, we're not saying That's that at I all. That's what I said, quote unquote. Right. What we're saying is when rich leads to entitlement, and kids expect certain things because mm -hmm. of their name or their money or nepotism or things of that nature. And so it's one of those situations where if the kids work hard and got through it legitimately, we would be very proud for these. But it's unfortunate and it's sad 
that that's not how it happened with several of these families. You know, I just went to uh, Olivia Jade's Instagram, and she did, I think, the best thing you could do in a situation like that. She disabled her comments. Yep, she did. So that that's it. That's what yep. you do, because I went there to read the comments to see what people, because you know that oh, she was it, just getting it blasted. It was bad, yeah. So good for her. Yeah. I hope she's so, okay. You know, that's stinks. Yeah, it, it, it really is, and I hope she wasn't compliant in it, but um, it's one of those situations that's sad. And what the Christian response in this is, is we pray for them. Yeah. We show love. We don't show that we, you know, in agreement with it, but we show love and we pray for them. And then we hope that God will get hold of them and their life would be truly transformed. Yeah. Amen, Brian. All right. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, guys. Three degrees. If you missed it, go back on YouTube Live. Yeah. Rewind iTunes, go subscribe or download the Star 88 app to your smartphone and you can get us on demand there or stream us live. Three Degrees with Brian Nixon, everybody. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back.